Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Glenn Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbaugh, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. Hey, everybody. It is hot. It's been like 90-something out here. Um, Before we get started, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Well, this week, we have a special guest. Very special guest. We've got your teacher in this yoga certification that you've been taking. Yes, I think I'm starting to lose count. It's either day 18 or day 19 straight. That's far. You only have 30, right? It's 30 days. So next Wednesday. We're 20. 20. We're 20? Today was 20? Today was 20. Oh, 20. So that means we're two thirds done? Oh my gosh. It seemed like you just started the other day. Doesn't it? And you know, a lot of the classmates, and I do agree, think, you know, it is going fast. Well, good. Well, we've got Tommy Mack, who is a former Golden Gloves boxer and currently a regarded vinyasa yoga teacher. In 2010, Tommy discovered an incredible style of vinyasa yoga practiced and pioneered by our friend of the podcast, Johnny Kest. Since then, he has been nonstop yoga, both practicing and teaching. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Tommy. Thanks, boys. It's good to be on. Yeah, we finally got you on here. The timing is perfect. I'm excited. This is exciting. It is. It's it's exciting in many ways. What? We haven't had... We actually haven't had a male guest in probably like six, six or seven episodes. Wow. We've had all these healers. Well, yeah, all might, these the rock and roll psychic was the last one. Yeah, yeah. But also someone, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate, close, you know, uh, c- connection. And Tommy and I have known each other maybe two, two and a half years. And, uh, you know, I think is getting to, know, getting to know each other. There's a lot of similarities with the way we grew up. And, uh, you know, it just makes... It's making it's really making this thirty days, you know, just more special for me in many different ways, and that's just one, just getting closer, especially to another dude, you know, which we've talked on the other shows. Sure. Is you know, you know, sometimes when one changes, new things open up, and that o- opens the opportunity for new friendships. So glad that you're here, brother. Yeah, yeah. thank you, and it's been a, it's been a pleasure to to have you in training and and listening to you guys over the you know what I've been able to listen to from the podcast. To, like you said, you being able to share your story and, and open up, it's been uh, it's been great for, for me and for, I think, everyone that's, that's been listening to you and tuning in. Great. great. So I am very curious, just right off the bat, because you're a former boxer and now a yogi, which really, I don't think that really goes together, but <laughs> it does, as we were talking, especially in a spiritual sense. So I want to get a sense of what got you into boxing and then how did you make that transition or when did that happen mm. from boxing to yoga? 
Yeah, uh, from boxer to yogi. So that's the, and a lot of people don't see the even the similarities at first. But I, I tell people a lot. There's so many similarities about being in the boxing ring and being on your yoga mat, mm -hmm. which is you know it's it, it's you start to feel it when you do get into a yoga class and and get to your mat and face a lot of the same things that that one might face in the in the boxing ring. But yeah, um, getting into boxing, um, it was about uh, age 16, 17 years old. Um, I convinced uh, my parents that, I mean, they were, they didn't want even me to play a football uh, in high school. So the contact <laughs> itself. And so it took a lot of uh, convincing just to, you know, go to a, a boxing gym. So it ended up being actually a martial arts gym that taught boxing and kickboxing. So that's how I started. And then um, the, f the first day they're like, oh, well, where did you, where did you train before? And I was like, oh, first, first day. So a lot of the movement came naturally to me when I used to watch boxing on the TV at home. There's just something about it that. I could move the, the same way that boxers did. I could, you know, bob and weave and slip, and that came naturally. And oh. and there was always something that, like, oh, I want to, I want to do this, or you know, it just felt it felt uh, natural and mm -hmm. came easy. And then with my work ethic and being very self-disciplined, the the even the a lot of the sport itself is is on your own. Like a lot of it, you're putting your own time in. Right. And uh, with with martial arts too, I'm mm -hmm. sure. And um, so it, it I naturally gravitated towards that and. Uh, and within a month, I, w I had my first first fight, which I actually didn't even tell my my parents about. I, had, <laughs> I, I told nobody. I, t I think one one friend maybe knew at the time, but just so no one could, <laughs> so I could actually make it happen. I just I took a chance, uh -huh. and uh, I was like, I, I won, and it, it it felt it felt like wow, I was like super alive in the, in the ring, and um, there's just something about it about the whole thing, and so it just kind of kept going from there, and and you know. Um, lasted it lasted up until really I had a, a pretty big uh, probably from a lot of overtraining effect but and maybe a lot of tensions I was carrying that I didn't know about um, or realize at the time but um, yeah I had back surgery uh, very young it was probably it was about 2001 uh, and how old were you then I was about I had to be 23 or so oh that is yeah. young so that's very really young, young you know and, and wow. a lot of times in yoga we say you're only as as uh as youthful as your spine so to speak sure and uh you know that could, that the the spine you know so much if you're dealing with back pain it affects mm -hmm. so much of your day like i could barely sit for more than a few minutes at a time i couldn't go through and sit through a whole movie at a theater wow um it was a lot of uh, a lot of tensions that were there and after back surgery even still some of the pain crept back mm -hmm. so it took a while to to make that transition um and long story short from that you know eventually uh you know i had had uh, my first son jt mm -hmm. who's seven now and uh he you know at the time uh when he was born you know my wife was like yeah i think you're you're done i know you're stubborn but uh <laughs> You're, you're time to put the gloves up because right. after the surgery it was never the it wasn't the right. same There's i'm surprised you still boxed after yeah. that it's just strong, strong will and being stubborn, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, you know probably not listen to the, all the signs the, you know, right. being sent to me. And uh, let me ask you a question: What was there something that made you want to be a boxer? Because if you look at a lot of boxers or people that getting into that, it's not a common sport that people usually take up. You know, a lot of times you see people that are. They're fighters. They're they're just born fighters because they've been fighting all their whole lives, either because of their upbringing or economics or whatever. Was there something like that for you, or was it just something that you just you just felt a passion for? 
Yeah, I, f- I felt a passion for early on, and and like I said, a lot of the movements came naturally. But there was also a there's always been a strong will, and and one of the things that um, my dad taught me growing up, uh, especially through through the younger years, is that you know you can do anything. It all it takes is practice and work, but mm-hmm. the practice has got to be there. That that that's got to be there, and the effort, the work's got to be there. Right. You know, and so I kind of liked being the under underdog, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and. Uh, doing what others would say would be maybe impossible. Okay. And so it was my goal to be a, a professional boxer for a long time. And, and it almost came to fruition. And, you know, it was, I had the pro, pro license. I had that, but it, we never got, you got it set up because there were so many roadblocks up until, you know, after the surgery that happened right. that just, you know, mm. and I, I wasn't really listening to those signals coming coming mm-hmm. at me at that time. It was just like, I kept being like, okay, let's go back to the gym. Let's do it. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of walls started popping up. And Tommy and I have had a conversation on this. And as a young male, we could all relate to this. 16, 7, 15, 16, 17. You need, you, you feel like you got to be doing something physical. You know, mm. if it's not, you know, in sports or what have you. And, you know, I've had conversations where, you know, we had a boxing bag in my basement. And it just feels so good. <laughs> on the body because you're releasing so much. I think maybe on a show in the past, we've talked about that for me, the box, the, when I would be going the body bag, it would just be like releasing any emotions or whatever. It would just feel so good that I couldn't release anywhere else. And, you know, for, for football players, sometimes they say you could do it on the field or, you know, but you know, in that type of like where it's a one-on-one, one-on-one with yourself, you're releasing stuff. And then I think stuff that, you know, with your body and your back, there's probably like, we're not taught that there can be some emotional stuff too mm. going on that we carry and that's pain and, you know, and not to say that's the case, but we're finding out more and more through just, you know, the show and being in the holistic space is when something's hurting or back or knees or whatever is check your emotions first. Mm. And I think for what I'm learning about yoga, I mean, that's major teaching in in yoga, right? I mean, it brings up a lot of brings up a lot of stuff. And uh, I think you're right when you talked about you know your your basement and, and we were talking the other day. I was talking the other day with Chris too, and a lot of very similar, you know, story in a sense. And uh, you know that was kind of like my zone too, like uh, the basement, especially when I you know through through my teenage years there was a lot of uh, family disconnect, and um, uh, it was my way to kind of get away and you know just go down in the basement. No one else was down there. It hit the heavy bag. It actually started out. I told. Chris with uh, uh, my aunt and uncle bought me my first uh, weight bench and free weights and I started out reading the Joe Weider manual that mm-hmm. came came with it and learning the exercise and learning, right. learning the muscle groups and um, learning more about the body and, and putting that to practice at a very young age you know and it, I started that probably uh, when I was in seventh seventh grade or so wow wow you and started early yeah I started uh, started that and as soon as uh, I could get a heavy bag uh, in the basement that happened and then that was like the sanctuary right. uh, you know, just get away from the rest of the day. Right. Uh, a lot of times I would get up early and, um, you know, couldn't hit the heavy bag in the morning, wake everyone up and shake the rafters and everything. But, right. um, you know, get home from school. And if, if I didn't have a sport going on, it was down in the down in the basement and, you know, get after it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So you had the back surgery. Your wife says, all right, time to hang up the gloves. How long was it? That must have been a hard transition, just hanging up the gloves. It's always hard just stopping, especially if you've 
your mentality as a fighter is I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to stop me. Now something, now some that thought creeps up. What was that transition like when you decided to stop? Yeah, and to add to John's comment is, and we've talked about this on the show, you had a dream. I mean, you were that close. It was that close. So, I mean, there had to be some emotional thing, too, that, I mean, with all of it, like, what am I going to do? This was, a, this was the plan, and now, nope. Yeah, it's kind of like you're, you're that close, but yet, you know, everything you do or try, it, it just, you know, Things aren't things aren't going the way you right you, right. you hoped or thought or uh, again you just keep running to a, a brick wall and and so um, that yeah that transition was very very challenging emotional challenging mm-hmm. uh, you think of the emotions where even if you if you're familiar with the movie uh, Rocky Four oh yeah yeah where, yeah. where uh, you know right. where he uh, Rocky's ready to face. Uh, Drago, Drago, Drago. Yeah. and they're in, they're, they're in Russia. It's, it's like the it's like <laughs> yeah. the classic training right. montage yeah, yeah, scene, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, at one point, I think before he goes to to Russia, Adrian's like he, he says, she says, "You can't win." Mm. Right. And I just felt that emotion, yeah. right, right. that same kind right. of like you know, it's like, especially with a, a attitude of like, "Yeah, I can do this." Right. Um, that's that, that emotion arises and it's very, very hard to, to deal with. And I'm sure every, you know, athlete that has to put up, you know, the gloves or hang up the cleats at some point, uh, has to deal with that. And that's why I think yoga is becoming such a avenue for athletes. One, to keep them more in tune with actually taking care of their body in a, in a really amazing way. But also after they're done with their, their sport, like having something that they connect can, can connect them in a very similar way of being very physical. They're very in tune with their bodies. And I think yoga fits right in and helping them find their edges, you know, and not necessarily at the practice field or, you know, in the same way, but on the yoga mat. Hmm. Got it. So you were hanging up the gloves. How long was it before you found yoga? It wasn't very long after uh, that actual moment because uh, and luckily, luckily, because there's some athletes that go into like deeper depression after they're done, you know, and um and things things weren't great at the time, probably emotionally or, sure. and, uh, but yeah, luckily I found it pretty quick because my son was born, two thousand and nine, uh, JT, and um, and then I started yoga in t- two thousand ten, about a year later, so wow. about a year. And you said, I mean, from what I remember, a good friend brought you, right? So, yeah, a good friend brought me, and uh, and I had always been interested in yoga, being um, you know, some of my background once I started uh, college. I started also doing personal training and uh, taking care of helping other people take care of their own bodies from what I knew and had studied that and was studying that in college, um, exercise science and sports medicine. And um, so it was always my passion to help people mm-hmm. and uh, in whatever way was the best way possible, training modalities, nutrition, whatever, whatever the best mode to help people help themselves. So yoga kind of flickered in here and there. Like I, I, I told Chris the other day, I, the first uh, experience I had with yoga was actually, you know, probably much earlier grabbing a DVD, you know, yoga for athletes. It was a guy on the cover, Rodney E. And, um, that was the first experience with yoga. So I, that was actually the first one. I, my practice didn't really start then. Cause I, I tried a little bit of it. It was like, Oh, this is cool. But you know, I'm doing a lot in the gym too. You know, where's, where's the, the benefit that I should do this every day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or how does it fit into my training regimen if I've got like a lot of other stuff going on? And so, and then finally, uh, uh, 
eventually in 2010, a friend took me to a yoga class at Center for Yoga, a vinyasa class, and I was just like blown away, like holding my arms up in a warrior two, I could lift dumbbells, 35 pound dumbbells out to the sides, lateral raises. And uh, for some reason it was hard to breathe deep and hold my hands up for, for 10 breaths, my arms out to the sides in warrior two. And I was like, wow. Like, and after, I, after the class, you feel so cleansed and it was such a deep experience where you're so present. Um, and I think that's one of the things you're learning in training right now is how to, how to help students walk through those doorways and create mm-hmm. that experience. And I think that I felt that, you know, that, that first class there. Right. So it was like, it was on after that. I was like, wow, like this is where it's at. Um, I could just kind of see myself uh, teaching and it was kind of just snowballed from there. Um, a few months later, I signed up for a teacher training. Uh, actually, in a, a, ended up being in Rochester Hills at Red Lotus Yoga with uh, Brian Grenadier. And then um, he was also a student of, of Johnny's at one oh. time. And also continued to practice at center throughout and just so many amazing teachers in this area Mm -hmm. to, to, to influence my growth and change. It's, it's just been amazing. It's been nonstop at right. Probably before teacher training ended, uh, I started teaching to my personal training clients and picked up a couple classes at the gym and started sharing it and people were connecting and especially with, um, gym bodies and people being in the gym often with this very physical style of, of vinyasa they were able to connect and feel pretty quickly right away. But then it also takes them to the, this place of the breathing Mm -hmm. and the breathing. So, so important to help you connect with what's going on inside Mm -hmm. and and find greater possibly meaning or transformation Mm -hmm. and growth. Right. Right. Uh, Mentally, physically, some students, spiritually, emotionally. And so a lot of it happens without, without having to think about too much of the philosophy of it. it, just, you get to your mat, you breathe deep, you flow and it just happens. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's only been what, six and a half years. So that's, what's amazing. You've been doing it only six and a half years. Right. But if I may get, cause I go to Tommy's class or whatever you, I would, I would think you've been doing it for like, 15 years, you know, mm-hmm. so it just shows the, the progress one makes or finds their passion in something mm-hmm. and how just quickly it can grow and how quickly you're making an impact and firing as far as helping people. And I think that's, you know, one of the things to talk about here is you've always wanted to help people and how stuff happens to us and we don't know why, but if we have that inner awareness, it's for our highest good. Now you're doing something, you know, personal training is like one-on-one, you know, or helping that one person, but now you're helping many on a daily basis, not just in class, but through these teacher trainings, the impact you're making already is, is pretty phenomenal. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Right, right on. Yeah. Um, And I think that's been my mission to to help others towards positive growth and change. And, you know, always being a a very spiritual person uh, growing up, like the, the yoga connected with me very quickly on the terms of finding the breath and, you know, helping you really dig in and do some inner work. Right. So yeah, once I, once I felt it, I wanted to share it and it was like something hit me and then, you know, just, just like that, I just kept, kept flowing with it. Just kept flowing one thing after the next and, um, just keep growing. Yeah. And I, and you mentioned something and something that's, you know, uh, affected me big time and we talk about it on, on the pod and 
you know, and, and trying to reach in as many hearts of men that we can mm. that, you know, when I stepped into the yoga studio, it, it was, you know, at the time I was always, always worked out 30 years working out, maybe never, you know, maybe taking a day off here and there, but there was something about when I went into the mat, you know, three, three years ago and I was going through a difficult time in my life, but it can really transform you, not just physically, but, and I mean, it's mentally and emotionally, as you said, get to your core, your inner awareness and, you know, and we're all different, but it can, it has that potential to do big time. And I'm sure you hear that and see that from your students, um, that come up to you, maybe talk to you about an experience after class. I know Johnny, so when we had Johnny on, yeah. Uh, on the pod, he would say, you know, I just teach breath and movement, but you know, you know, when students come up to me and they say they have these amazing experiences and it's true. And yeah, it happens right on the mat. And, right. and, and just through that, that practice of breath and movement and feeling the sensations in your body and how you respond or react to them. Or, you know, you often hear it said in the yoga class, how do you, how do you let go of something if you don't know what you're holding on to? Right. And you start to realize where there are built up, uh, where there may be built up tensions um, that may have accumulated over the years from from repetition of some kind of habit pattern or uh, experience or mm -hmm. trauma, mm -hmm. um, and so that can build up. and And you get to the mat and you breathe and you feel, and and then you might have an opportunity for this deep um, letting go. And it takes being vulnerable. And I've heard you talk about that on the on the on the podcast a bit. And that happens in the yoga room and it's often like with people being really geared towards a physical practice um you don't always have the vulnerability part like we talked about growing up uh i come from an environment where for me i had to be very stoic like you know don't don't show a lot of emotion mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. kind of tough right tough on the exterior and there's something to that that, that toughness but it was hard to for me to be vulnerable, to, to let go, to give, give someone a hug. And I remember a story from pretty early on in, in my yoga practice where I took a vinyasa class and at the end of the class, the students all take Shavasana where you're lying on your back and palms are, you're mm -hmm. usually up to the sky. And, uh, I thought I was relaxed and I'd hear the cue every now and again, like teacher says, you know, open your hands, relax your hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, my hands are relaxed and my hands are, I'm, I'm there. Like, I think I'm there. Right. <laughs> right, right. Like I'm lying on my back. I'm like, I feel like I'm ready to go to sleep. I, right. I put all my effort in. My sweat is, is all yeah. over the floor. And I feel like, you know, I, I am letting go, I think. Um, and then the teacher, I took, you know, being stubborn, like, like I was, and like I still am oftentimes, took the teacher to actually stand on my hands in Shavasana mm -hmm. to help me notice that my hands were clenching like they were still in a boxing glove. They were clenching wow. like fists. Yeah. And I thought I was re relaxed. And you don't realize how, you know, where you're carrying tension. Yes. But then once you do realize, once you come to that awareness, then it becomes your choice to begin to let go of that. And this is a lot of inner work that happens regularly with students on the yoga mat to where, yeah, I'll, I'll hear stories where the, after class they might share like, you know, they're going through this, this tough time with their family or, or they just had a big breakup or they'll even say like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but mm -hmm. they just open up to you. Right. And uh, it helps people. I think students just be more vulnerable and open, but mm -hmm. 
but in a, and it takes a lot of strength to do that. Yeah. And you mentioned, I think that's important. I can only speak, uh, you know, being a student for center for yoga, but there's other yoga studios around, but you know, from an outsider looking in and, you know, one may say, Oh, this is like a cult or something, but it's actually a tight knit community and it gives people that space where, you know, you may only see these people in the yoga studio or outside the yoga studio, but you know, the conversations are genuine. It's not about what you do, where you came from or, or what have you. And there's like a sense of compassion, you know, you know, throughout the place. And, and I think for a guy, I'm going to go back to men, which has kind of really helped me. Um, cause you know, similar childhood, you know, you know, not showing much emotion and, and what have you. And, I mean, let alone with the, the female relationship, but along with other men, you know, I mean, and. Oh, God forbid you're vulnerable in front of another oh, man. Oh, forget that. <laughs> no way. You kidding me? That's weakness, yeah, right? right? Right. You know, but obviously learned over real strength. And, you know, we talked about this on the show, vulnerability. And it's interesting because, you know, I've gone, you know, we've mentioned on the show, I've done a couple speaking engagements in Hay House and what have you. And vulnerable is about really just sharing your feelings. And. It's not about crying, you know, sometimes we do cry, you know, and those emotions come up, but you know, it's really just sharing, sharing your feelings and how you feel. Um, and at the same time being there for, for your fellow brother and, um, I'm losing, I was losing my tracks of thoughts. Oh, but what's been nice about center for yoga is, you know, I think I I asked Johnny this question, I think 35% of the whole membership is men. So more and more men are coming to the yoga studios and the relationships, you know, we're building with these guys are great. And, you know, we all have, we're all battling certain problems, but they're just a little bit different, you know? And it's just a nice to have, you know, you can talk to a guy about this or that. And it's a good health. It's a healthy place. It's a, it's a, it is a support network, network of that, that community in a sense. And, you know, especially when you have students on their mat exploring their edges in a warrior two or a, you know a chair pose or really challenging pose, and you help them feel their own potential. Often, they they get to that place of that edgy spot where that place that sweet spot between too much and not enough, or any more would be, you know, you'd be going overboard, and any less you would you wouldn't be doing enough to to receive the benefit of the mm-hmm. of the pose or the moment, and when you find that sweet spot and you can hold space for students to help them do that, uh, that's when the moments of empowerment come for the student mm-hmm. where they really feel how strong they are, this inner strength, you know, mm-hmm. the fall down seven times, get up eight. Yeah. It allows them the space to also, you know, you hear students also say, uh, they have this experience of just unexpectedly laughing or crying right. on, their, on their yoga mat mm-hmm. and it just flows it just flows out of them they can't explain why like that's what fascinates me i've talked to my wife about this a few times because she's told me that there's certain yoga poses that just open you up in a way that it's she says it's, it's really unexplainable but all of a sudden you've, you're flooded with emotions or something that's been pent up and i think what's amazing about that especially as a, a guy, you know, a boxer, a former baseball player, right? You're you're always controlling your emotions when you're doing that physical activity, right? You're always said, all right, 
get everything under control, be calm, be focused, and to move from what you guys did, especially you as a boxer, where you're really, I mean, people are trying to <laughs> knock your head off, right? Indeed. You, you got to hold your emotions all in there. Yeah. And, uh, and then go into an, uh, another physical practice where all of a sudden everything's coming out. That's got to be, one, it's got to be a little terrifying at first. You're mm-hmm. like, what the, what is going on? Especially, you know, as we were talking about kind of these masculine attitudes that we have, we're like, oh, I'm not, what, I'm not, that was, I'm just, I'm sweating, I'm not crying, you know? And, and have that release, I think that's what's amazing to me, mm-hmm. that, that yoga could do that for you, and these poses do that. What I want to ask is, what was it like that first time? Was it what when it when you were starting to feel these probably things you weren't really you didn't even know exactly what was going on? Yeah, Can it's you kind like of describe you, that a little bit. You want to kind of like for me, anyways. I felt like I wanted to hold back or or not go there right away. It's yeah. like you you create more tension because wow, like I'm not ready for that to to come up on the on the yoga mat. And the yogis often say like we store our our issues in our our, our tissue. So even any emotional trauma that you may have been through. You know, they say that it's often stored in the the low back and the hips. Mm-hmm. And so when you might get into a deep hip opener in yoga, like a humble warrior or a pigeon pose, that all of a sudden, if you can hold the space for yourself, you know, with, with equanimity, all of a sudden, you might just have this this overflow. This because you're starting to get deeper beneath the surface there, and as you get deeper into the tissues, the past issues that may, you may have had may start to arise right on your mat in some way, in, in the form of an emotion or a different sensation or even a memory or thought um, that you have. Wow. And it's, you know, he said, humble warrior. That's what happened to me at center for yoga. And that's, it goes, it goes, it goes back to Christmas day when I called you. And that's why this whole thing's called humble warrior. I had a major release on both sides. uh, When did the humble warrior on Christmas morning and um, Mm -hmm. you know, the rest is history. And what's, how, I'm using, I guess how the benefits for yoga for me is it's just, it's just part of daily life and understand it's gradual. We're always growing and you know, it's like anything else that you make as a priority in your life. You just know that, listen, each day it's growth. Take it one day at a time. Some days you may physically be on some days you may not, but you're, at least you're there. It's, it's practice. You just keep getting back to your mat right? and open to explore and right. and just give your all that you can on the mat. Some days it might just be laying in Shavasana and doing deep breathing, or other days you might be up in a handstand. Right. So it, it's always different depending on how you're feeling and as you get, learn to listen to your body. But what I think is so amazing is, is one of the, especially helping more guys connect with, with this style of, of practice and getting more guys to yoga too. I know that's part of your, your mission is this noticing the similarities between, you know, maybe where they have been or with a physical activity or what they have done. And for, for me, like boxing, John, we were talking about a little bit before mm-hmm. and, uh, how similar it is in a sense, there's a lot of similarities, even though there's a lot of difference between the hard and the soft and that. But, uh, you know, with boxing, it's often when you're in the ring, it's often you against you, you against those enemies of the mind that, that come up, you know, when you face the burning in your arms or your legs feel like they're stuck in the mud, like how are you going to, how are you going to overcome that, you know, to, to keep going mm-hmm. um, and come out successful? So, you know, that, that's so much that what might, what might come up in, on, 
an edgy pose and right and a yang style log pose hard yep. challenging pose on your yoga mat that might come up where you those enemies start to arise those those things in your mind that that might say oh that help that make you doubt yourself those might come up and you get a chance to let that arise come to your breath yeah and it's like wow like i you, it gives you a way to deal with that a really amazing method to deal with that and you mentioned something too that that's important is what attracted me was what got me in there first was the physicality was that with the way the yoga is being taught at, at center for yoga and i think that's where some unfortunately you know we we all go through these experiences if a guy goes into a yoga studio at xyz they're like oh i hear about this you know is this yoga and this but i'm in there and there's like six people in the room and you know there's no you know, it's not what I hear or what people talk about this yoga center for yoga. I know with Johnny, we said, you know, now that he, we've, he's branched it off to lifetime fitnesses, but, um, you know, we, we got to get this yoga out there and that's, what's great is, you know, going through this teacher trainer, you see all these young, younger yogis out there that were like, Oh my God, we've got a girl from Arizona. I mean, we have a girl from Utah and people are coming all over the country. To learn, amazing to learn group in this training. You guys have a really good spirit about you too. Like they're they're working hard every day, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys are really in the fire every day. But you, you're very positive. A lot a lot of you are are have been vulnerable and opening up, and it's just been uh, so sweet to see that your growth, your transformation, mm -hmm. and and how you guys have connected with this style because it it is really just amazing. You know, when you open all those doorways of flow you know, the experience that you have on the mat and how you come out of it. It's just an amazing way to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, one that you're not beating yourself up, you're, you're really taking care of yourself. So you can work really hard on your mat for an hour, but when you come out of it, it's like you, you feel lighter, freer, you feel, um, of course you might be zapped after a vinyasa class here and there, but, uh, especially when you're doing two a day, like oh, you're man, right now, yeah. you're doing two a days, <laughs> it's like, summer football practice yeah, right two days yeah. you're a slave master because i saw you guys practicing out there and it's like 98 degrees yeah and you guys are out there i'm like hmm i'll tell you john, john got his warm-up on the yeah. way yeah, we should, yeah, we yeah. should uh, have invited him out to that, that right for, for circle of postures out there but um yeah no we, we we've been fortunate enough to get outside every day but yeah, often often we're practicing in the heat and under stress but it's often that stress that that makes you stronger when you learn how to deal with it yeah, and when you're and coming out of a room of uh, over 100 degrees, it's kind of cool out there, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> it's a break. It's, it's a break. like, yeah, we're going to the park. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, like, because, you know, we talk about, you've talked about yoga as being a, a great thing for former athletes to do. And um, I think one of the things that a lot of athletes look for, you know, why why they're is, is kind of the competition, right? Mm -hmm. And is sometimes it's ego gratification. Sometimes it's just that that ability to show their their physical strength and you know their abilities. How does that transition happen, and how does that work in yoga? Because it seems like there's not that yeah, there's not that, that really competition comp competition sense in, in yoga. Um, but in the same regard, you're encouraged to, to get your, to your mat and do your best. And yeah. And so if you can, if they can begin, if the students can begin to see it as not so much a competition, not, not, not to where they even have to com, 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 compete with the student next to them in front of them or anyone else in the room or that they ever have to do a handstand, 
but just simply getting to their mat, getting them to their breath. I think that's, the, again, that's the, the anchor of the breathing, that, that bridge between mind and body. And if you can allow them the space to breathe and feel, the breathing takes them past that maybe ego-centered practice, you know, to that next place where it's just more about breath and, and then it starts to flow from the heart and it just becomes more organic and, and you're less worried about, you know, what other people are thinking and you're just so connected to the moment finding you might even find those flow states and those special states where the athletes would call them like the zone like state where yeah, yeah, so like that the, the yeah. voice of the crowd kind of fades even the coach's voice fades even the teacher's voice fades in the yoga studio and there's just like your breath takes over and that's why the style of vinyasa is so special like with your listeners who who might not know it, it's a it's a style that's pretty edgy at first because students after you cue them through maybe a series of postures you allow them the space and the, and the time just to move up at their own pace, their own rhythm of breath through like a fluid sequence of, of postures. And it's actually at first cause they're used to being told maybe direction or what to do. But then when you tune into the breath and you feel it, feel this vinyasa flowing, it's like a flow state it just comes naturally where like, you know, maybe, uh, and Isaiah Thomas back in the day could see like where his teammate was going to be on the court without having to like, you know, think about it. Right. Or, right. You know, so those those kind of connections that you often see on the playing field and that that can happen in yoga or like extreme sport athletes are really good at um, eliciting that type of response. Like Mm -hmm. athletes where there's a lot of uh, even that life threatening nature in in the in the mix of things. So if they're Mm -hmm. like jumping off a cliff skydiving or, you know, they find that flow state efficiently. And so it, it can often happen on your yoga mat. And when that happens, it's like, wow, you feel so connected. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that is, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is eventually how I connected with yoga. So at first you're just kind of going in, figuring things out, but you're reinforced no matter who the teacher is to come back to your breath, to come back to your breath, to come back to your breath. And, you know, that reinforcement not only can help you in the yoga studio on the yoga mat, but also in life outside of that, because just cause it's so ingrained the breath and you taking martial arts and meditation. It's just like, you could always come back to your breath and you become so, so present with it. We had the, the conversation the other day and a student, a student, when I was practicing a, a student next to me told me, and he was another teacher too. He said before class started, we're, you know, we're getting ready to practice and our mats are rolled out and our yoga towels are ready and water bottle if we need it. And, you know, that's all ready and we're ready to go. And he shakes my, my hand and says, see you in an hour, you know, <laughs> one hour, I'll, I'll see you then. <laughs> and it's like this, um, you know, when you're really present, you might feel them breathing next to you, but you're in your own like zone. It's like, you know what's going on next to you, but you're so active and present with what so you're true. doing. And it's like you, you, you lose track of the color of the yoga mat next to you in front of you. So it becomes totally less competitive and that, that competition thing fades. And it's more about just doing your best on your mat and you know, mm-hmm. being you and authentic and it's amazing. Yeah. And so what's been one of the benefits of taking this teacher training course as a student, we can observe classes. So what's been kind of cool is observing a class of, you know, 60, 70 students going through a flow and just how sometimes you know everybody's kind of going on their own like it's not even you know it's he's saying do go upward dog downward dog but everybody's doing it at different times and that's when you at least for me observing know the, the each person's in the zone because you know everybody's kind of doing their own thing and then 
once in a while you may see just like a whole group just being perfectly synchronized and just going through the flow and that's kind of cool and it's just like like group flow like when uh you know football teams down in the fourth quarter and somehow everything clicks with every athlete on the field for them to score the winning touchdown it's like a group group flow state and sometimes that happens in a yoga studio where it seems like the whole room is breathing at the same rhythm or you know, everyone's kind of right in the mix together. It's yeah. Like that, that group flow state. So that can happen too. When, when everyone gets really present, when everyone finds that really present state together, it can be really sweet. Yes. Yes. So how, so let's talk about the teacher training program. So this is, this is, this is, this has been very impactful. Um, and I just kind of want to, just so you know, yeah. Last week we were talking about, it, he's like, this thing's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did he, did he get to teach you yet, John? No, not yet. Oh, I got to do. Yeah, I should teach you some sun A's, some sun A's. He got to teach. He got to teach one in class today. Oh yeah, I got called out. I got okay. called out. Yeah. So and one of my daughters just walked in. She'll be she'll be happy to hear that. She's like, when are you going to get called out? Get called he got out. put on the spot. And yeah. he, he did an awesome job. He was a warrior yeah. in there. Yeah, so. yeah, and um, yeah, and it's been great. And so. What's great about the teacher training course in so many ways is it's more, obviously it's the flows and stuff we're learning, but the history of yoga, the benefits of yoga and how it connects to each individual. And, you know, you know, for me, it's always, I'll, I'll always state it. It's, it's where I feel very present with God, um, not just within myself, but within the whole room. And, mm. you know, this teacher training program is just, I can't think, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or I might have been, might mentioned, I think I might have mentioned this to another student, woman student. It's like, Chris, how's it, how's it going? I said, I don't think I'm ever at a place where I could be for 30 days with such a diverse group of people age-wise, you know, in different, different paths of their life. And it's just kind of eye-opening just to see, you know, there's 16 of us, I believe, right? Yep. You know? Uh, 13 women, three guys, and how yoga, how they're applying yoga to each one of their lives. And it's just it's just kind of cool to kind of just see. And, I, and I'm thinking it's got to be amazing or, you know, for you to just hear that not only to do something like this, but all the students you have you teach to just to know what an impact this practice has mm. on people. You know, I mean, it's kind of, you probably can't even put it into words. It's really hard to, to put it yeah. into words. And it is, it is truly amazing. And that's why I love what I do. Just so many benefit from, from this practice. So many are able to connect on a deeper level on their mat and uh, they can take it with them. They get to take it with them and for the rest of their day and help them face the rest of the day um, in a much more efficient way. One that they're going to treat themselves and others with more compassion and kindness and and uplift, be a light, you know, and there's so many of, of you in that group and you guys are all that, you know, and it's been an amazing, uh, amazing first, well, we're, we're more than halfway through, but yeah. just to hear everyone open up and how they're in, in their own unique way, yes. know, being a light and dipping in and making some, some of them really hard changes and yeah. uh, going through some tough moments and having an amazing support system to, to keep, keep them growing. Right. Yeah, doing a great job. It's been awesome. Great experience. You have a question? I have another question here. Go ahead. I didn't know if you had a question. You know, I'll just jump in. Okay. (laughs) So I'm a guy. I'm listening to this podcast. I don't have a lifetime fitness near me. I want to experience this yoga that time, you know, the time he teaches or or what have you. What can I do? 
what can I, I mean, what's the best thing for me to do? Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's a tough question. And maybe yeah. that's the next wave where, you know, another way to relay, relay this, this information and this, this style flow. But like you guys started out with teacher training and the, the Ashtanga style practice, that power yoga style yep. of practice, Ashtanga Vinyasa. And so maybe starting, starting with there with, with an Ashtanga style, something that's, that's physical and for guys, you know, needing stronger type practice to connect with their physical bodies it, and not, not one style of, of yoga is necessarily better than the other, but for a lot of guys who have been physically active or looking for something to support them, uh, physically, mentally in the, in that way, that style of yoga mm-hmm. can be a, can be a big help. So that might be. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I would have not known what that meant, you know, coming in, you know, to when I started, you know, with the vinyasa and the slow burn, but I've definitely been so, so blessed and fortunate that we can do follow the yogi here at Center for Yoga, which is a stanga yoga. But it's those postures that can go any right. I mean, it's if you want looking for a stanga yoga, it's really the same everywhere. Very, it, very similar. Yeah. So it can kind of yeah. give you a basis, and, and it's hard, and it's and it's challenging, hard. It's yeah. very challenging. So I'm glad you mentioned that because. We have not mentioned that on the show or at any time, but if you could uh, something that stresses the the breath, you know, something that that really um, emphasizes in that, that focus on the breath. That's one of the things when I first started practicing in a vinyasa class that I was like, whoa, like that Ujjayi Pranayama that we teach is Ujjayi means victorious uh, breathing and it's breath with sound. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll have you demo it on the, on the mic there, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's very powerful and and that that is something especially if you've been from like a martial arts background and you're you're used to like breathing a certain way as Mm -hmm. you throw a punch or kick or strike or you know if you're an athlete you're used to breathing a certain way on the on the field with with the motions you're doing the the breathing and how strong and powerful that that aspect of, of this practice and this style of breathing was that that's something that i think would be helpful too. That way it's not just, uh, the aesthetics of the pose or even the, the challenging nature of the muscular energetics of the pose, but also the breathing and how it's going to work for you in the pose. And that, that I think is the, the link that really keeps you present and the, where the benefit comes mm-hmm. the, is the, the breathing, the pranayama. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So I think from, from what I'm hearing, if you're an athlete and you're, you're looking for something because you, you can no longer box or, play baseball or whatever it was that you did, that the yoga practice, what it's, what it's going to give you is the physical nature, but it's going to give you not so much the competition, but that ability to be in the moment. Yes. Because you're at such a heightened state. In martial arts, we call it the state of mushin, mm. no mind. No mind. And you know, you said earlier, it's like being in the zone. And I've heard that Michael Jordan has said that he'd never he didn't play to hit the baskets or to win championships he played for that feeling of being in the moment and in the zone where everything was just happening mm. and if that's what you're looking for as an, as an athlete I think tons of athletes you've if you've played any sport you've experienced it that that's what you're, you guys are saying is yoga is what that's what it's going to give you. Yeah, that present moment feeling yeah. where you're just completely present with and feeling so connected to everything around you that that feeling that everything is connected, you know, mm-hmm. and that feeling. Yeah, you definitely 
get that. It doesn't happen every time you get to your map, but you, you practice, practice, practice. Sure. And well, it doesn't happen when you play sports. It's just, right. just these right. fleeting moments that you're always right. looking for. It's like a, almost like a drug that you're like, yeah. I got to get to that place <laughs> right. again. And I think, and then with the, I think with the big differences though, between the sports, between yoga or being an athlete in sports is yoga over time. You're going to grow internally. Oh, sure. Grow, you know, grow internally. And that's where he talked about is that place of vulnerability and, 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 and showing some real strength of beginning in tune with who you are, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. Because, you know, some of us, we're, you know, I think we, I, can't, I can only speak from obvi- obviously my life, but you, you, you fall into those expectations, uh, athlete, or this is what I do for a living, or I'm a son, or a husband, or a father, you know, and you just, you, it can help you with the question of who am I? Who am I to the core? Yeah. And this is a practice that does that. It does that because it makes you look in. Sure. Mm-hmm. Within. So one of the things that I've learned over time is that not all places are the same. So you want to, you know, you guys practice a certain kind of yoga and you, you, a certain style. What are some things you could look for if you're not in this area to find a good teacher, to know that you're kind of on the right path? Because yeah, it's probably similar to martial arts. There's, a, there's some good schools, and then there's a bunch of like just schools that that are more businesses than than practices. That's a challenging one, and it might take some trial and error for yeah. sure. Like you've probably experienced if you're looking for a certain you know martial art mm-hmm. or or style or you know what works for best for you. But I think also really taking a look at you know the the, the teacher in terms of their own practice and their own lifestyle, and you know if that connects with you, right. If that, if, if, if what they're doing is working for them and how they're sharing it. And I think that's, that's big. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that especially yeah. a practice like this, if you don't connect with that, the person move on, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And what's great about, I mean, the, you know, this is two minutes. I, I mean, I'm so fortunate this, you know, center for yoga is two minutes from my house, but you have people driving an hour, hour and a half to center for yoga. Um, because that that's how important it is to them. And so I just kind of wanted to say for all the guys and the gals out there that if you're thinking, if you gave yoga a shot, you had a bad experience or you didn't know where to start and you're in the Oakland County, Wayne County area, Come come by if you can for Center for Yoga and, and chat with Tommy, right? Because I always see you chatting with new students even before they come in. Yeah, it's, I'd be happy to to meet, meet the listeners out there. And so, yeah, definitely come in and it's good to get, get to class early and I love to, to meet, meet new students and, and chat a bit about what, what they're, what they're expecting or, you know, what their idea of yoga is or what it might be and help, help them, help them get through their first class, you know, and, and have a really strong experience. Great. And I, I guess maybe that's kind of how we'll end up is how can people find you either online and what, you know, if maybe just kind of break down and maybe of like what day, what, what would be the best class for a newbie to come in to one of your classes? Like, like if it's slow burn or hot vinyasa, what, what would you recommend if for, for anybody that's for listening me. out there? For John, <laughs> for John, for John, for John. we are for, trying, we are John. trying on John. and okay. he's got Erica pushing him too. Awesome. Well, yeah, like bring, yeah, bring, you're committed now. You're, you're, well, you're she actually get, said, she said, if you go, you should probably go to Tommy first. He's got there, like a, 
uh, all right. introductory or something that, all right. that I could handle. So the, perfect. I, I think We're for, talking for to John, him, just, just after seeing, and it would, it would definitely vary, vary by the person, but, but for John and after hearing some of your, 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 your shows, I, I would say the slow burn, you know, definitely come and experience and come okay. practice, come practice next to this yeah. humble warrior, Chris over here yeah. and, and he'll show you the ropes and, you know, uh, I, th- I think you would love it. I think you'd okay. absolutely love it. And sometimes uh, it's different for, for all students because, you know, s- some students might like the amped up version of a vinyasa. You know, sometimes we get a little bit more high high energy. But it's not that the slow burn is easier, just different, a little different vibe and um, less hot, so to speak. Yeah. And there's some other differences. But I think that would connect well with you, John. Okay, good. She told me not to do the hot one first. Perfect. <laughs> she See, said, it's stay a, away from that first. It's, like, okay. it's all aligned. So that we're going we're gonna to commit to in the next month. Can you commit to that on the air? You always got to challenge yourselves. Come on, kid. I'll commit to one. All right. Sure. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Perfect. And then we'll, yeah, well, then we could, yeah, that was going to be fun. Then we'll talk about that on the pod. <laughs> if, uh, if I make it out. <laughs> <laughs> um. But where can also people find you? I know you got your own site and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, online you can find me uh, uh Tommy Mac Yoga, M A C K. Um TommyMacYoga.com online and all my social media is on there. There's uh Instagram, Tommy Mac Yoga, Facebook, same. And uh Twitter I think is Yoga Mac. Okay. So awesome. Yeah, yeah you can find me uh Find me online for sure. Okay. And I know we planted the seed with Johnny, so just I'll keep planting the seed, but some type of online thing would be big. You know, bringing this yoga out there for for all those people that really want to learn it. Helping it grow. Yeah, absolutely. Love you, brother. Thanks for coming. This teacher experience is great. And we'll, we'll circle back at some point in time because you like to see the benefits as time goes by and, you know, with, 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 with all the students and stuff because it's good stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. So, yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. And thanks so much for Yeah, thanks on. for being on the show. This is a great talk. We'll have to definitely have to. Have you on again? Yeah. After I uh, love yeah, we'll, go we'll, through my yeah, we'll have Johnny Slowbird. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love to come back and it could be just an ongoing thing. Maybe like you know, once every couple months. How's Johnny? How's, how's John doing? You know, Tommy, and just see the growth of John. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll we'll see how that goes. If you yeah, wanna, get, yeah, it's time to get all the attention off me now on you. If you want to follow <laughs> me and see how my yoga yeah, progresses yeah, yeah, over time, we're gonna follow John. We're yeah. Saying. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod and like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook. Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.